0: Well, welcome everyone to this uh, episode of the Generation Podcast. We're now uh, traveling through series uh, two uh, of the podcast, and today I'm your host, uh, Martin Patterson. I'm really delighted to introduce you to uh, Dr. Uh, Rico Villanueva, uh, who is joining us uh, today. Uh, and uh, just to give you a little bit of uh, background to Rico, Rico uh, currently teaches at a number of seminaries uh, across Philippines and is also the scholar, care coordinator, and regional commissioning editor in Asia for the Langham Partnership. That's quite a wonderful title uh, that that Rico has. He's also the author of a number of uh, books. Uh, One particular uh, that I want to highlight is It's it's Okay to Not Be Okay, Uh, and he's contributed uh, a couple of commentaries to to the really excellent uh, Asia Bible Commentary Series um, in the Sam's and in the book of Lamentations. Um, so, after after that short uh, intro, um, let me uh, just welcome uh, Rico to the podcast. Uh, Rico, it's great to have you with us, um, and thank you for taking the time to to, to join us.
1: Thank you, Martin, and uh, hello everyone. Uh, this is a, a great opportunity and a privilege for me to. Be invited uh, in this podcast, and hope we can have a wonderful time of uh, sharing together, Martin. Thank you. And by the way, greetings from Manila, Philippines. (laughs) (laughs) We say uh, well, I don't know what time it is now, but we would just say "mabuhay," you know, or "be alive," you know, or that's how we greet it.
0: That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, we, we uh, it's 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 currently at the time of recording. It's currently around about eight am here, so uh, I'm, I'm 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 wakening up uh, into yeah. the into the world. So thank you for, for greeting us um, this morning. Just if you could, Rico, it would be really great if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you're, you're in Manila at mm-hmm. present. Is that where you've grown up? Um, could you just give us a bit of a background, um, maybe? what else it is that you do. Explain maybe a little bit of the the titles uh, that we were chatting about there and maybe family connections.
1: Yeah, okay. So my name is uh, Rico Villanueva. It's a Spanish name, obviously, Rico, which means rich in Spanish or delicious even. (laughs) Uh, I mean, we have been under the Spaniards for more than 300 years, since 1521. So we just remembered the 500 years uh, uh, of of uh, colonization by I mean the 500 years of the colonization by the Spaniards. So that's why I, where I come from, Philippines. Uh, I I uh, currently uh, work as full time with Langham, with Langham Publishing, as as mentioned by Martin. Uh, we wanted in Langham publications to give voice to majority world scholars, you know, I mean, people in Asia, Africa, Latin America, whose voices sometimes do not get heard or ignored, you know, sad to say in some places. So my role is uh, as regional commissioning editor in Asia is to encourage uh, Filipino Chinese Asian writers Indian all everywhere you know through, through our various projects which includes uh, the Asia Bible commentary series which martin mentioned this is a multi volume commentary of each commentary of I mean, of each book in the bible so i've written the one on book of psalms and lamentations what makes this commentary unique is that it is uh, pastoral, but also contextual in Asia. So we use our own stories, even the manner, you know, like uh, our own history in trying to interpret the text and apply the text. So it might also interest people in other culture to look at these different ways of looking at the text and uh, interpreting it. I
0: was going to say, and I, uh, yeah. I can just uh, drop in here uh Last year, during during uh, or sorry, it's now twenty twenty two. Two years ago, uh, during a lockdown, our church was doing a series in the Book of James, and uh, one of the one of the commentaries I used a lot during that series was the Asia Bible Commentary uh, on the book. Go of it was super. Uh, it was a really uh, helpful um, tool to engage uh, and just see things. From a, from a different perspective, uh, and maybe highlight some things, uh, particularly oh, yeah. in a book like James, um, where yeah. it had so much to do with community and the dynamics that happen within community. And uh, it was it was it was really excellent. So I, I can't I can't recommend the series highly enough. I think that it's 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 a super mm-hmm. resource for the church, uh, and I'm really grateful for your uh, your your input uh, in, in in helping to, to coordinate that.
1: Thank you. Yes. I I, it, I also teach in uh, uh, different institutions here. One is uh, the Asia Graduate School of Theology, which trains uh, postgraduate, you know, even until doctoral studies. For, so uh, I supervised one Indonesian scholar, Langham scholar. Who her name is Dwi. Who Work on a comparative analysis of the lament psalms and the lament in Quran. Indonesia, as you know, is the biggest uh, Islamic country in the world, and and so these are the kinds of of studies we do. You know, I mean, here how do you compare? You know, the Bible and then the realities. You know, like religion of Islam. So I I I kind of i I enjoy that in some way because of the uh, contribution of the Bible to different cultures as well, and vice versa. you yeah. know so we learn from each other as well. I also teach in a Catholic university, uh, Ateneo de Manila, which is run by the Jesuit yeah. uh, so there's a very good relationship between the Protestants and the Catholics in some areas here. So it's good. So I, although I'm not a Catholic, they invited me to teach the Psalms. They came to know that I did my study on the Psalms. So, you know, the Catholics are singing, reciting the Psalms almost every day, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and here is a Protestant, you know, <laughs> being asked to teach them. So it's a privilege as well, a learning and, uh, they they sometimes tell me that although they keep on repeating the psalms, they it's something new for them to really uh, try to interpret it. You know, like mm-hmm. like how Protestants do, and and so it's also good to contribute in that sense.
0: Mm-hmm. thanks Rico for giving us a bit of a, a picture of uh, what you're involved with uh, at present do you have family at all um,
1: yes oh yeah my wife is uh, rosemary and we have two uh, grown-up children the first uh, my son is Emir Jeremiah Emir and then my daughter is Faye
0: you know. nice that's, uh, that's lovely um, you, you've you've been talking around about the, you've been mentioning uh, Lamentations, Psalms, thoughts around about Lament. I think that's where we're going to spend a bit of our time um, mm-hmm. for, for, the, for the podcast um, today. Uh, y- y- you've studied um, the Psalms, um, particularly, um, and, and Lamentations. Um, what led you to 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 that section of God's word to 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 commit yourself to a deeper study, deeper thinking um, in in the Psalms, lamentations, and that theme of lament. What is it that um, led you um, towards uh, taking the time out? Because to 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 do further studies uh, requires a degree of commitment um, to that, because mm-hmm. it takes a long time um, and, and a whole host of other things that it takes yeah. up. Um, what what was it particular that made you think? yeah, this is, this is what I need to be thinking about and, and, and mm-hmm. seeking to apply uh, to the church.
1: Uh, there are two things that uh, drew me to the lament or the lament sounds. Uh, first is my um, experience in the ministry. I noticed that in the church, although we, we continue to... Uh, Experience a lot of suffering you know we we experience by the way typhoons a lot here. There are about at least twenty typhoons that that uh, comes you know uh, land in the Philippines recently, we just had a terrible just just last christmas and uh, but one of the things that I noticed in the church is that, in spite of all of these, we only sing happy songs all the time you know and And so I started to ask why. Is there a room for our suffering, our questions, you know, our pain? And how do we express this? Because sometimes the church tends to uh, be only uh, focused on the positive, you know, all the songs are happy, the preaching is for the victorious, you know, and we make it sure that our worship services end on a on a peak, you know, like a happy note, like a fiesta, you know. So as I pray, the Lord led me somehow to the Psalms. And, and you know, I, there I found that in our Bibles, actually, uh, we have this rich resource of uh, not only praises. There, there are lots of praises and thanksgiving in the Psalms. But interestingly, there are more What's the, what's so-called lament Psalms, individual laments and communal laments in the Psalter, more than the praise and thanksgiving uh, together. So that in itself is a powerful statement of, you know, of of who God is, that God is a God not only when we are rejoicing or when we are okay, but also when we are not okay. And also tells us where people are, you know, Uh, because like right now, I mean, in the midst of the pandemic, you know. But unfortunately, the church only has sometimes room for those, you know, only happy things. So that actually led me to the lament. So that's the first one. And the second is my own personal experience of depression. So Martin, I, I had uh, what? an experience of depression which i didn't know i had before i went to the uk i mean i was not diagnosed here but it was when i was when i finished my phd in england that my depression really got worse that i needed to see a psychiatrist there you know but even before that here i i really realized that i had that you know this even since during my early 20s maybe or before that, and so I think th- that that also drew me to Psalms like Psalm 88, the mm. darkest Psalm. You know, that, that for the first time I felt that I am not alone, you know, because Psalm 88 says, I am a man with no strength, and the word man there in Hebrews gave her a hero, you know, a strong man. And yet he has no strength. And I felt that, you know, after my PhD, I should, I'm supposed to be happy, you know, victorious, but where is the strength, you know? And, and so, so those two things. So even before I went to England, I already knew what my research topic will be on when I started my PhD, you know, it will be on the Psalms of Lament. Mm. So that's what I did you know, uh, from 2004 to 2007. I I wrote a dissertation, which is which is now published. You know, the title of the book is "The Uncertainty of a Hearing: A Study of the Sudden Change of Mood from in the Lament Psalms." Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Can I just say first, um, before we got into anything else, um, thank you for being really honest um, about your own um, your own story, your own journey. Um, because uh, I, I think that it's something that will resonate with a lot of people who are listening um, and, and maybe will help to, to give voice um, to you know, those challenges they're experiencing uh, in, in, in life. I was uh, reading through uh, your, your book, It's Okay to Not Be Okay, and uh, the first point you drew out, um, I think can be summed up in this little um, phrase yeah. um, mm. what you say because there is no room in the church for our negative experiences, yeah. we do not know how to respond when tragic events occur. Yeah, and I found that really helpful because um, it, in some ways, I think what you, what you're saying is if if we're not if we're not actually engaging with the the, the depths and the fullness of human experience. Yeah. In the times where maybe we are in a bit more of a positive or better place and we're not thinking those things through at that point, then mm-hmm. when the challenges do come, yeah. do we actually have a theology big enough? Do we have a, a concept and a view of God which is big enough to, to realize, no, he's, he's, he's not mm-hmm. um, completely detached or distant from us in this, even though it may feel it and mm-hmm. that may be our experience in that moment that um, when those difficult days come, if we've not been thinking these things through and actually engaging with that in our public worship and our private worship, um, then yeah. then when difficulties come, uh, will we have uh, the right tools mm-hmm. there, the right worldview to, to interact with that? I thought that was a really excellent summation. Um, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Of, the, of part of the challenge that we face because mm-hmm. I think that throughout the world, um, regardless where we find ourselves, this this can be the challenge is that we've mm-hmm. got to be we've got to be the strong the strong man or the strong person um, who keeps a good face on things when actually that might not be the reality that we're we're, we're living through at that time. So um, yeah thank you for just sharing a little bit about yourself there and, and being Yeah
1: I, thank you and you're welcome as well privileged for me and I think the word you mentioned about A challenge that this situation around the world now poses a challenge, you know. Mm -hmm. But how do we respond? You know, we can, I mean, the church or everyone, you know, and every individual can respond to the pandemic or the situation the same way that we do, we did before. But I that won't work, isn't it? I mean, Mm -hmm. this is a different situation, and we we're still. I mean, two years on to this pandemic, we're still trying to figure out uh, how, what to do, you know, where's the normal. But I think this is where the lament comes in, I think. you know, And if there's a time when we, we, we can learn uh, this, uh, the, the message of the lament, it is in the midst of uh, in, right now. But I also notice a tendency for some people to continue to ignore it. You know, to live, uh, to escape, keep on escaping, you know, so they don't go deeper, you know, because it's scary. It it can be scary down there. But I think one of the reasons why we do not reach the height is because we do not, you know, go deeper, you know, the depths. Yeah. There's, there's shallowness in, in our world today, you know, everywhere, in, including the church sometimes, because... We have not been to the depths. where We we do not know how to go to the depths. And the lament sounds, you know, the, the lament in the Bible, including the lamentations, through the Holy Spirit can, I think, help us. And the Lord has given us these laments as our uh, companion, if I may say, you know, a grace from the Lord.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if, if it's okay, can we maybe think a little bit about... Um, the, the book of Lamentations uh,
1: oh, if, sure. yeah. mm-hmm.
0: if, with you, Rico, because I think kind of following on from what you have just said, it would probably be fair to say that as a book in the Old Testament, it's one that the church, um, certainly in my experience in, in, in Scotland and in the UK, it's not something that we tend to access very often. It's not a, a book that you would tend to hear people preach on. Regularly, or Mm -hmm. interact with, and if people do, it's usually the the wonderful um, high point in the in the centre in chapter three, um, where we hear about God's faithfulness. It's new every morning, Uh, but all around about that, things are not how uh, the author would want them to be. (laughs) Um, It is it is not it's not a place where you would necessarily want to enter into. Um, Yeah, what do you think? What do you think we can be learning from? A, a book like Lamentations, um, more 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 generally.
1: Yeah, I mean it's in in an, it's an, an it's unfortunate that, um, Christ, even Christians are not aware of the Book of Lamentations, and if they are aware, it's mostly the positive bit, you know, like Lamentations three twenty two. The 22, which, which we sing like this, uh, Great is thy faithfulness, greatest, uh, morning by morning, you mercies I see. And that's also a favorite hymn here, mm. Great is thy faithfulness, you know. But uh, we don't pay attention to the surrounding verses, you know, mm. and even the ending of the book. Uh, actually, the the chapter on which the uh, famous hymn was taken begins with a lament so that's from verses 1 to 20 or 21 and then moves to him you know like greatest thy faithfulness but after that you know there there is a, a series of exhortation you know don't you don't complain and so on but then it ends with a communal lament again you know yeah like so you have this movement from lament to him, and then back again, you know, which presents the reality of life, isn't it? You know, we, I mean, life is sometimes and often like that, you know, you begin with lament and then there's solution, but then you ended up with a tension. So there's a tension. And the book itself ends with a, a question, uh, with no resolution. In fact, it's the only book in the whole Old Testament that does not end with any kind of positive or light or you know resolution. It ends with with a question. You know? uh, unless he says how long you know, or why. Uh, can we just quote that from that Lamentations 5:20? You know, to 22. You know, I have to review again. It says in Lamentations, this is the very last um, verses in this book. You know. Which says, why do you forget us? You Mm. see, that's the question in verse 20. 21 is, restore us, O Lord, that we may be restored. Renew our days, unless, and this is the ending here, you have utterly rejected us and you remain exceedingly angry with us. Period. So there's, unless you're really angry. So there's even a question mark, a lot of uncertainty. So, so what can we learn from this book? Uh, first of all, this is where a lot of people are now, you know, in this place of no answer, uncertainty, tragic if you may, you know. And so, there, and so in this place, you know, you meet this God, you know. I mean, so that this is a very special place because this is where a lot of people are now. And that's the beauty of the Bible. You know, it's it has space for, for these kinds of experiences. But secondly, this is also important because for a long time the church has been a church that is too triumphalistic. As it is as if they have all the answers only, you know. You know? Well, I mean, it's, it's true that Christ is the answer and so on, but you go through life as well where you look for answers. You open your Bibles. You pray. You you ask people, and there's there's, there's really no answer. And so I I find it's a very special place to be, you know. Yeah, especially during this time.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're spot on, Rico. I think that it it actually it aids us as we serve with God in His mission. Um, because because it actually reminds us of the reality not only which which we are experiencing, but also of 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 the the wider world or the wider community with which we're part of. That that people will be will be feeling these things. They will be uh, experiencing some of these uh, maybe dark realities um, where they yeah. happened, where they are um, way down um, and. It gives us, it gives us a place where we can actually point people to meet with God, um, and, and in many ways, it might sound, it might sound a bit strange, but maybe, maybe something like the Book of Lamentations or some of the laments are actually excellent evangelistic um, texts. You know, for the 21st century.
1: Kitamori, a Japanese theologian, said, "The Gospel of God was revealed to me in the pain, you know, the pain of God." Uh, uh, Kitamori, one of the uh, theologians, uh, Japanese theologians. So it's mostly in the pain, you know, because that's that's where most people are, you know, and, and then you meet God there. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting, you know, I mean, if you the theology of the pain of God and the pain of the people of God, mm-hmm. you know, that, that sums up the experiences of the people now, mm-hmm. and even before, I think. So I was just struck by by that uh, theologian Kitamori. His popular book is "The Pain of God." That's the title of the, the theology of the pain of God. That's the title of the book, by the way. And and uh, studying the lament in my own Philippine context, you know, as a Filipino in Asia around me, I, I realized that it's the same message, you know, and and, and that's where the The modern Church has gone wrong because they wanted to present only a, a, a Christianity which is like so sweet you know you know that if you receive Jesus you know you 'll have a happy life all the time, victory, wow, morning by morning, you know blessing and so on. but lamentation speaks about hunger you know mm-hmm. of mothers even eating their very their, their, their children. You know, that's, that's how tragic the situation has been. And but but that, that song, Great Is Thy Faithfulness, doesn't even mention about that. The hunger, the questions, the agony, the pain, the uncertainty. And so when our Christianity only gives you know room for these positive things, that's where we get into trouble, isn't it? When suddenly this pandemic out of nowhere comes in, how, how do we deal with it? How do we even respond? What should we say? We don't, don't say anything, you know? That's the problem, you know. Well, so we, we are really in a big trouble as a church, I think, if I may speak from my own experience, because we haven't really learned about this. We, I mean, we have lost it, I think, you know, this very rich tradition. Yeah. That's so. Uh, and so, if you notice, uh, Martin, I'm preaching now. Oh no! <laughs> so because <was laughs> so it it's really my passion, you know, because we we really need this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I I I would I would agree. Yeah. I think. You know, as I was thinking about I was preparing for for chatting with Eureka, I was I was thinking through these things, spending some time reading through uh, Lamentations. Um, I, I think as well, context really plays into this, uh, particularly in somewhere like the UK. We we we've got a pretty we've got a pretty cushy number. We've got we've got quite a nice environment. Um, mm-hmm. Things don't really go wrong very often in the UK. There is um, relative. Political stability, yeah. economic stability, um, social stability. We 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 have freedoms which we you know are really grateful to the Lord for. And then something like what's happened over the last two years comes, and you know, what do we do? Um, uh, we 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 found it hard, I think, to, yeah. to answer that and to 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 engage with what is it that the Lord is teaching us through that. So, yeah, I think I think where we find ourselves contextually can also be a big factor in engaging with this aspect uh, of real life, uh, which God seeks to, to, to meet with us in. Um, if you could, Rico, would, would it be possible, could you um, maybe just touch on a little bit of what, what has been the, the sort of uh, church's response maybe to the, the pandemic within the Philippines. Um, what's that maybe look like a little bit in your context? Because uh, it would be helpful for us to 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 learn um, f- from you yeah. uh, in that.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, particularly in my in my context, the pandemic has not been really easy, difficult, and what made it more difficult is a political instability. And and then you know that. Some of you may be aware that we have a president who who curses a lot rather than help sometimes and uh, you don't lament you know, it's dangerous to ask a question if you question his authority. he he put into prison the chief justice, you know a senator and, and how much more of an ordinary uh, individual you know and so killings continued you know his war on drugs. Even in spite of the lockdowns, so the energy that's that's supposed to be uh, exerted on bringing the necessary, you know, medicines, you know, food or whatever, you know, is sometimes uh, or many times I might feel is devoted to that. And so the church also struggled in that way. You know, first all the all all, all the churches have to meet online and. Uh, Sometimes in the midst of all of these, unfortunately, some of the members in the churches are also uh, not only silent, but even some of the pastors are even supportive of the kind of the present that we have. So the problem of uh, justice is also, which is a big thing in the Lament Psalms. In Psalm 10, for example, Psalm 10 verse 1 the psalmist crying to God, Lord, why do you stand far off? You know, in times of you know trouble, you know, when when the wicked, you know, uh, people, when the boastful um, uh, tramples on the on the poor and the needy, why do you continue to be to be silent? You know, so the concern for justice, and I think that's what we miss as a church and. Uh, we do some we do some help in terms of uh, giving uh, food to the needy and so on. But I think more is needed in terms of engagement mm. with the social injustice in our land through the Psalms of lament again and the prophetic literature. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Thanks for sharing a little bit about where. Uh, things like that. Um, I was I was just reading uh, mm-hmm. uh, an article. It was just talking about the president and uh, recent moves to um, uh, put people in prison who are uh, unvaccinated. I think was the the, the latest thing that I, I was reading uh, from. Just yeah. A few years ago. Um, uh, so yeah, um, it, it is a challenging challenging context. Um, but yes. we're grateful grateful um, to the Lord for. For brothers and sisters like yourself, Rico, who are um, seeking to, to point and lead people to, to Christ, um, mm-hmm. I think that I think that time is pretty much gone. I could I could talk to you for a long time and, and eat you uh, eat your time up right into the evening, uh, Rico. I think that we're um, starting to uh, come into land now. I just want to, to to let people know that you you'll be coming over to the UK uh, in March, uh, Lord willing. Uh, yes, everything is. Remains open, and uh, and, and free. I hope so. <laughs> as we are, as we are all aware, uh, who knows uh, what the future holds? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. But, uh, back in last year, we were red. We were in the red list of the UK, you know. So I cannot. But back, back in November, they lifted that, you know. So I hope they don't put us again in that list, so I can go there.
0: <laughs> uh, we're, we're we're looking forward to having you over here in in the UK. You'll be. Um, speaking at the OMF National Conference uh, which is uh, coming up the 11th to the 13th of March um, which is in uh, Swanwick and then you're coming up uh, the week after that uh, the 15th and the 16th of March, to uh, Scotland. Uh, and yes. We're going to be spending mm-hmm. some time with with us cheery, cheery people up here uh, in, in the North. Great.
1: Looking yeah. forward to that.
0: Uh, we're, we're, we're looking forward to having you with us. Um, so uh, Rico will be uh, with us in Edinburgh on the 15th of March and the 16th of March. Uh, through in Glasgow uh, so uh, keep those dates free if you're in and around about um, uh, Scotland at that time and we'll have more details uh, about the events uh, locations uh, times etc uh, in the in the coming weeks um, but yeah Rico will be coming up to, to share with us uh, and just to give us a little bit more of a, a picture and maybe discuss some more of what we've been talking yeah. about um, uh, today Rico can I just say thank you once again. Um, for taking the time. It's been a a real privilege and pleasure to to, to spend time with you today. Uh, And thank you for uh, opening up about your your own life and your own experiences and the ways that the Lord has been leading you to, to, to think through and understand his word and apply it for the church. Um, I'll put a link um, to the books uh, that Rico is uh, author of uh, in the, the, the show notes. Uh, so you can follow those up. Um, it's okay not to be okay. And it's commentaries in the Asia uh, Bible commentary series on the Psalms and Lamentations. So There's
1: also, by the way, Martin, thank you also. There's also a book I wrote on the 20, in the last year, 2020, I mean, yeah. Lord, I'm Depressed. That's the title, you know, it's. It's going to be, uh, I think, uh, a Kindle version, but that's the title, Lord Under Stress, which is the story of my depression and how the Lament Psalms helped me through that. So you might... Uh, you know, if you may be interested, it's yeah. just a small book.
0: You know, oh, you can, that's that's yeah. excellent, Rico. Sorry for sorry for missing that out. Uh, it's all right.
1: It's not by Lanham. It's by a local publisher here in the UK, but it's available, you know, internationally yeah. as well.
0: Yeah. When, you, when you're when you such a prolific author, it's hard to keep up with <laughs> weird things. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. well, thank, thank you, you again. Yeah. Yeah, thank you once again, brother. Appreciate that. Uh, and please do follow up uh, and, and engage with some of these books. Um, if you've got the time. Uh, Thank you, Rico. Uh, Blessings to you for the rest of the day. Thank you to everyone who's joined us uh, listening in um, today. It's been great to have your company. Uh, And I really do hope that uh, this helps you to engage with the God who is present, uh, even when it feels like he's not. Uh, and maybe maybe uh, it's, it's worth just taking the time to, to pause after this, um, to, to speak with God, uh, and maybe to reach out to somebody that you know uh, is, is a believer, uh, a Christian, someone who knows Jesus, uh, and uh, take the time to, to uh, interact and engage with the God who is present. Um, so thank you again, Rico. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, I'll sign off uh, this episode of The Generation Podcast. Thank you.